Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. Welcome to episode 60, and this time we have a load of extended dog family news for you all. Yay! Yay, this has become the dog cast, hasn't it? If you don't like dogs, at this point, if you don't like dogs... Fuck off. Yeah, there's no point. It doesn't matter whether you're a runner or not. Like, you have to like dogs listen to this podcast, or you have to really hate dogs, and, you know, be like, praying off anything that goes wrong with our dogs. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to talk about actual bad things, though. No, no, no. We're never. just going to praise them. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's extended family dog news. Uh, William has a new cousin, and uh, Pippin and Finley have a new uncle. They do. Uncle Argus is visiting at the moment, so my my mum, the super spreader, um, is staying with us for a couple of weeks, which is all above board. They're registered at this address, so or else they'd be of no fixed abode because they're off travelling the world in their camper van, spreading COVID nineteen everywhere they go, like little COVID nineteen fairies. Uh, but no, it's all before anyone emails in or messages me or alerts the South Wales Police. <laughs> it's all above board. This is their registered address. Just thought I'd put that disclaimer there. But more importantly. And obviously, essentially, as well, they brought Argus with them as well. So Argus is staying. Oh, Uncle Gus and his little wonky smile. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, one of his teeth fell out the other day. So his smile oh. is a little less wonky. I think um, we can't work out because he was born in kennels. We can't work out whether he was born with a deformity in his face or whether he's sort of been something happened to him as a puppy. Mm. Um, but he had this weird tooth that was always sticking out and it just fell out the other day. So oh. his smile is a little less wonky. I um, just love oh, the load of those photos. He's kind of teeth all sticking out and his mouth yeah. all a bit wonky. He's so cute. I know. One of them is one of them is gone. But it's so lovely to see because Pippin and Finley are obsessed with him. Like Good. Him, him and Pippin are best friends now. So he, yeah. they tend to follow each other around. Um, but when he first came here, like I said, he's not lived in a home before. Uh, and obviously his interactions with other dogs have been in a kennel so he's never really been in a home where he can watch other dogs and Mm. and see how they behave and he's just when he first came here he didn't know how to play with toys he used to just lay on the floor and because he never had pillows or cushions or anything like that he'd sort of lay on the floor with his head on his paws but in just sort of two days he's already going over to their toy box and like picking out toys he doesn't quite know what to do with them but he's like carrying them around he's like making himself comfy on the cushions and stuff and he's he's becoming so much more confident and it's so lovely to see and it's so nice so yeah he's, he's a really lovely dog we're hoping to take him to a sort of secure field and work on his recall as well because we took them to agility yesterday which i know you've done as well Stuart. recently yeah. um yeah so we took them to agility which was amazing because argus could go off the lead and he was just going mental they were all just going mental finley for the full hour he was running around going crazy and he, right. he, he was absolutely knackered when he got back. But he, Finley was amazing at agility. Like, he could, he, he got all the different um, obstacles and stuff straight away. Pippin, she do the first couple of obstacles. I've got this great video of her where she jumps over a few of, like, the hurdles. And then she just runs off into the play area. She's like, I'm yeah. done now. And she just yeah, runs it. off full pelt into the play area. So, yeah. And, and Gus got a few of them as well. Gus was doing pretty well. But, yeah, they absolutely love agi- loved agility. Kind of running related agility. I was running around with them. Yeah, hopefully, eventually we can do proper agility. That's what I'm yeah. really looking forward to because you oh, probably yeah. you need to full on sprint when you do those properly. Yeah, and Finley would be really good at that. Finley's Finley is a sprinter, as a herding breed. Finley is a sprinter, and he's very very clever. So he get, he's mm. very clever and very food motivated. So he gets things really quickly. He was the only dog that would go through the tunnel. So they had the mm. tunnel set out, which is like a big pipe. Um, the other dogs were very wary of it, but Finley was going straight through because he knew there was a tree at the end. So yeah, they were loving life. So yeah, it's, it's great. It's nice having another dog around. And he's very calm as well, which is nice compared to our two crazy dogs. So. Yeah. 
Uh, well, William has a new cousin, so it's uh, uh, Holly's sister's new dog. She's a red fox lab called Ruby. Um, we went to visit her yesterday, and she's so, so beautiful. She's just like the perfect little puppy. She's got the, the big eyes, the soft fur, trips over her paws all the time. Is very silly. Uh, William ignored her entirely. <laughs> uh, I think he's just she's just a little bit too young for him. Like, he's just not into puppies. And so it took about three hours until we got some good photos and videos of them properly playing with each other. Uh, but William just wasn't that fussed because there were cats there as well. And it was very important that he stared at them because that's yeah. a big part of his job. Yeah, making sure the cats stay in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and one of the cats made the mistake of running, which obviously meant he chased it. But once uh, once Ruby's a little bit older uh, and once she starts running around a bit more, that will get William's interest a lot more. Definitely. And we prank. can go on long runs and long walks. Uh, with another dog and yeah it's red fox lab so they'll run forever as well mm. oh can't wait she's so gorgeous nice <laughs> so much dog news i know what's your running news though <laughs> oh some running news um well I, well i think i forgot to mention it last week which is odd considering this is a podcast about complaining about running i forgot to complain about running um and I, it took like a year, because we're just over a year now uh, from UK lockdown, which is 23rd of March, 2020. Just over a year from that now. And I actually had my first kind of motivation wobble. I know everyone else had this like pretty early on throughout like autumn and winter, but I kind of managed to last about a year. And I think the ultra I did in January really took it out of me a lot more than I thought it did. But it's kind of been two months now, and I probably can't use that as an excuse anymore. Um, but it's just like... I think the main thing is I'm just out of routine because mm. I've got so much dog walking to do and weekends are now a bit more open so we can go and do more things. So my regular run schedule is just dead. Like in my head, I still think to myself, right, I'm going to run this week. It's going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what I do. But I looked back and I haven't done that for four months. I haven't been in what I think is my schedule for four months, even though I've kind of think, well, I've been close to it. So that's kind of really affected me. I, I'm, I think I'm getting a bit better again now. This is kind of a couple of weeks ago. I had to really force myself out a few times, which I know is kind of normal for everyone, but it's, it's taken me a long time to get to that point. And I probably didn't recover properly from the ultra. I think I just kind of carried on. Like two weeks later, I was just like, wow, yeah, back into whatever, three or four times a week up some hills and things. I probably need to rest a bit more. But hopefully yeah. uh, from now I feel a little bit better, but things are still hurting all the time. Random I mean, different things. Like a lack of motivation can be a sign of overtraining as well, can't it? So it might be that you're, yeah. you're supposed to take a, you know, a bit longer to recover. I mean, I've been on a motivation lull since 2018, so I can't really comment on that. I haven't really yeah. noticed much of a difference during <laughs> that's lockdown. Just, that's just normal. Yeah, yeah, it's just normal. I do you get the whole thing about changing routines, though, because it, it, to be fair, like my real big motivation lull came in 2019, the... And, oh, God, you know what? I can't remember when this was now because everything's gone topsy-turvy during lockdown. But when I moved house and I changed jobs in about a space of a few months, well, I was buying a house and I changed um, the job I was doing. And that just, like, threw running out the window because we were having a load of issues, like everyone does, buying a house. Um, A load of stress around it and the stress of starting a new job. And that's just when I basically just stopped running. Even though I technically had the time, it wasn't like my job took up loads of time. It was just that I had so much shit in my head (laughs) to be thinking about and so stressed. I just felt knackered all the time. I just felt like I couldn't do it. So I've actually been running a bit more in lockdown because it's been a bit less stressful and things are more Mm. settled. But I totally get that. I totally get people who have struggled during lockdown because of that change in routine. I think routines are really important yeah it's been hard um, but my last two runs have been uh, it's been very nice because we're in wales now we're allowed to drive anywhere within wales which has been really really nice um so 
on Friday, it was really odd for us, actually. It was our first run we've done together without William since we got him eight months ago. Where he was you off put with him? The, Where was he? He wasn't in the cupboard or anything. He was with his dog walker on a farm having oh. an amazing time, mm. as he does every Friday. And so we went down to kind of your, close to you, down in the Vale mm. of Glamorgan, did a really lovely run around there, really muddy, loads of ridiculous hills, definitely somewhere I want to take more people, but just really strange to be out without William like going through gates and like checking the field for sheep and things and oh no we're fine we're fine it's very very muddy around there isn't it? oh yes yeah a guy at the beginning warned us about it and then when we got back to the car he was there again and we were like yep you were right oh, I always get that when I'm going especially because I go through a load of fields before I get to that bit and there's always dog walks like it's very muddy and I'm already got mud basically yeah. up to my knees and my trail shoes I'm like yeah I know <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I know it's that's muddy no it's fine I'm in my trail shoes it's fine <laughs> yeah. and then the other day we went over to uh, Monmouth and ran a bit of Offers Dyke which is really really nice that's a really lovely area as well mm. and I managed to hurt my knee in such a way that meant walking hurt but running was fine ah. which is not the way I like to approach long runs <laughs> because every time we got to a hill because you know we're lazy runners and if we hit a hill we just walk um, now but every time I was doing that it was hurting when I like uh, fully straightened my leg which you do oh. more walking than you do running so I was just running up all these hills instead of walking in them so that was a Oh my god, be careful of that because that's kind of what happened to me, and it took me three years to get over my knee injury, and it was cool, awful. That's good news. I know. Don't you know? Can I just say as an aside, a bit on um, just a bit of a a change topic, and going back to dog stuff. Speaking of like people (laughs) making comments like that, we went to a pet food shop the other day. Um, and it was the woman who ran, ran it was a bit of a dog anti-vaxxer, which I know mm. some people are, and I'm not going to get into all that, no. you know, against the yearly uh, vaccines. And I was telling her that I was looking for some food that was suitable for Finley with pancreatitis and uh, with a history of pancreatitis. And she goes, he's not been vaccinated, has he? And I said, yeah, he had his annual boosters last week. And she goes, well, a customer comes in who has a Springer Spaniel. He had pancreatitis, went for his boosters five weeks later, dead that's how she said it to me i went five weeks later dead yeah i thought it's a bit bloody late now he's adam (laughs) yeah so everyone hashtag pray for finley (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's why but that's the reaction i also get when people say oh i've hurt my knee i'm like yeah i hurt my knee three years dead Three years, then dead, then revived, and back running. That's <laughs> something to look forward to. I mean, I could have cut the run short. This was quite early on, but I just didn't, and we just carried on. And it's kind of fine today, so, you know, that'll be fine. It'll it's be just fine. something else to look forward to when I run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I go on a run and I don't have any niggles, which actually I've been having quite a bit lately, I've just been, it's a weird feeling. My legs have just been aching, not hurting. You yeah. Know? That's strange. So I'm just waiting for the next injury to happen because that's quite an unusual feeling to not actually have any pain. Perhaps, perhaps yeah, because there's no pain, but your legs are just tired because you've been running. Yeah, that's, so that's weird, unusual. Yeah, I don't really yeah. get it. It's a strange feeling. I don't really understand it. <laughs> yeah. um, my last piece of um, bullshit is that Facebook are fucked about with the page manager again, and it's even shitter than it was again. So please do keep carrying on posting stuff to our page on Facebook because it does help us put the pod together because, you know, uh, researching stuff is hard and I can't be bothered. But it means if you post something to our page, we can't like or comment on it for some reason because they're just taking that away. All I can do is share it and I don't often share posts like that. And also on the mobile, if you use the business suite, which is what they call the page manager now, if you we post, if you comment on that post, I can't see your name (laughs) unless I use the browser. So I, I use the, have to use the browser to put the show notes together. But if it's on the phone, I can't see who you are. It's a fucking nightmare. So oh that's just Facebook being shit as usual. People might have to sign off like a traditional, like a letter, like sincerely. 
Max Carnage. <laughs> yes, I think they probably should do, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way around it. Well, I, I think technically as they don't know who they're addressing directly, so I believe that means it's yours faithfully. Oh, is it? Is that how I it think works? Something like that. Oh, I didn't know that part of letter writing. I may be wrong. Oh, I've been doing it wrong all this time. I just put sincerely when I'm really pissed off. <laughs> yours sincerely. How many, how many letters do you write? Who writes uh, letters? No, if I'm writing an email. <laughs> you, you put sincerely in emails. If I'm really pissed off, yeah. And it's like a proper, like, and I, I want to sound oh, wow. very formal. And I'm throwing around words, you know, phrases like 2010 Equalities Act. And <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, well, You're fun. one of them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy, you're, how, how's your bullshit? So, I have been doing my long runs. They've been happening. That's Whoa. great. So I'm, just, I, so, I'm training at the moment for the Vogum in June, somewhere at the beginning of June. I can't remember the date exactly. I'm assuming that will still go ahead, actually, because we'll be into mm, the probably. summer. So, ultras, you're fairly spread out anyway. There's a lot of running on your own or with one other person. So I can't imagine there's much of a COVID risk with those sorts of events. So hopefully that'll be happening. So in terms of the Vogum, my training's going fucking fantastic. I am on track. In terms of the Brampton, the Battle of Brampton Valley Way, which is in like three weeks, not so good. You know, that's a bit closer. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the training runs have been happening. So I've done like a 12 mile, miler, a 14 miler. I'm supposed to do an 18 miler today, but I think I'm going to save it till tomorrow because the weather's going to be a bit nicer. Hmm. I don't really want to be running in the rain for 18 miles. And hopefully... I've been out this morning. It's miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that it's going to be really sunny next week. So I thought I'll just save it. Um, and then 20 miles a week after. I was supposed to do all this a lot earlier and then bring my mileage down and then go back up again. Haven't been doing that. But having said that, I'm given this sort of false sense of security by the fact that I did the Vogum having only run a, a longest run of 14 miles several months yeah. before the event. So I feel like I'm actually doing quite a few long runs in comparison. And this one's only 28 miles, so it's easy. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, because if you're marathon training, which is obviously 26 miles, you should only you're only peaking at 20 miles aren't you and you only usually do one 20 yeah, mile run if you're a, like a newbie marathon runner so i feel like it should be fine i mean might not even get there i'm not so sure what the regulation is going to be like at the moment the race is still going ahead but it's in england and i'm in yeah. wales so so you might not be able to go there we don't yeah know it's whether i can travel there and then the other issue will be whether i can stay overnight because i'm not going to market harbour for the day because it's like three and a half hours away so i'm not doing yeah. that for the day. so we'll see i mean Part of me hopes it is cancelled because I feel like I should have trained a bit better. But then the other part of me doesn't because it looks like a really fantastic race. So, mm. and one thing, the other thing I haven't been doing as part of my training is I mentioned a few podcasts ago about how the, the plan, quote unquote plan, because I'm not really <laughs> following it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really following it. I'm doing like whatever I want to do in the week and then following like the, 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 the guidance for the longest run. But in the plan, you should do a long run on Saturday and then I run on Sunday, so with the idea you're probably on tired legs. So you might do like an 18-mile run on a Saturday and then a seven-mile run on a Sunday. And I just can't do that. <laughs> I just no. haven't been able to do that. I haven't even been able to get out the door on a Sunday morning. I've been so knackered. I've just been like, nah, mate. So I haven't been doing that. No. So whether that's going to affect anything. I don't know whether anyone else does that sort of thing doing a run straight away the next day, but I just don't fancy it. It sounds bloody awful. The day after a long run is for... Sitting on the sofa, eating Christmas. and sleeping. Yeah. yeah. I'm all, I always feel knackered, so no, I haven't been doing that either. So I've, I've got a plan. I've not really been following it, though, as usual. And then my final bit of bullshit is that extendable dog leads are bullshit. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, people know that. I'm sure lots of runners think that anyway, because there are a lot of... I think you should need a licence to have one. Um, so we have an extendable doggly that we mainly use for Finley, because Finley just, like, plods along in his own time. Hmm. So a lot of the time we have him off the lead, actually, where it's safe to do so, because he's just... He's in his own little world. He's just, you know... He's got really good recall. But when we have to have him on the lead, we put him on the extender, because he just sort of, you know... He's not all over the place. But I came back from my uh, long run, my 14-miler the other day, and um, my partner was outside with Pippin. Now, Pippin should not be on the extender because she was running around going mental. I was in my shorts. She caught the back of my knee, the most painful thing ever. And I've got two, like, massive cuts across the back of my knees. And because it was in the crease of my knee, it just hurt whenever whenever I bent my leg for about oh. a week afterwards. So, yeah, not nice. Oh, this is the photo sender. Just those, yeah, two little cuts across your knee pit. Don't say little, they were massive. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, across the knee pit. They were very, very painful. So, yeah, extendable leads are bullshit. And I can imagine quite a few runners have come into, you know, had issues with those, with people out with their dogs on extendable leads. It always, even though I use them myself, it always makes me nervous when I see other people with them. Oh, yeah, it's just like, I'm fine using this because I know I'm fine, but that person could be a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> they could have their dog running around and cutting the back of people's knees, you know. <laughs> Bastards. So, yeah, that's my bullshit. That's my running injury that didn't actually happen on a run. Cool. Well, coming up in this episode is just kind of a load of normal bullshit, really. We haven't got a guest. We haven't got really got a main theme or anything. It's just because there's not much going on. Hopefully we'll have some more guests soon. Uh, to catch up on the last episode, our Bulgarian listener came back and said, ah, ha, 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 that was awesome. Amy nailed it. And yes, you have indeed made my day. Perhaps nailed it was lost in translation there because I can't imagine that's true. This is all coming across as a bit sarcastic now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Nailed it, I think, is, is strong. Or it just so happened that I did actually get the, the pronunciation spot on. Like, you know that thing where if you give a million monkeys a million typewriters, they'll write the works of Shakespeare and, you yeah. know, that's me. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I pronounce things wrong long enough, at some point I will get it spot on. <laughs> Amy, infinite monkey genders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on Twitter, uh, at Runs with the Koi Poo came back to us and said, In Germany, we'd say Laufen ist bullshit. But since you asked, it would go like this. We're not using anglicisms, even though no one would actually say it like that. Actually, I'll give it to you, Amy. You're the oh pronunciation expert. So I'm assuming it's Laufen ist and then, oh, God. Oschenschieb. I don't know how you pronounce the, the second from last character. <laughs> the, the weird B thing in German. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to guess Laufen ist Ochsenscheiße. Scheiser. Yeah, everything's Scheiser, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Laufen ist Ochsenscheiser. <laughs> I, I guess that's like a direct translation of bull and shit, but that's not really a thing, because bullshit is its own very particular special English word that probably doesn't translate to anything else. Yeah, although Germans have a lot of words for a lot of very specific things, don't they? That's true. <laughs> so, that's true. who knows? Am I, am I spot on with that? Have I nailed it? <laughs> Almost certainly, yes. Mm. Charlotte Neverson says, oh yes, running on ice in lockdown three was bullshit. Almost as bullshit as the skipping instant from lockdown one, but not quite. Yeah, I had to check back and that was back in episode 40 and we got a photo of a big fat ankle. I remember that. Are we in, is this lockdown three at the moment that we're in? You know what? People always refer to like lockdown one, lockdown three. I have no idea what any of them are or were because they've all just been the same to me. Yeah. There was like a couple of months in summer when I could run with people. And that's the only difference. For yeah. the last year, my life has just been the same. So I have no idea what people mean when they say lockdown one, two or three. Yeah. So I have no idea what those dates are. It's just like a, a, a sort of linear progression of peaks and troughs that have been 
sort of guided by ridiculous policies such as eat out to help out. You have lockdown, eat out to help out, lockdown, <laughs> go to the pub, lockdown. You know, that's how I prefer to think yeah. of it. <laughs> but I, I don't go to pubs and haven't been. And oh I, think God, I, no. I think I went to one restaurant in that bit. But other than that, you know, my life's just been exactly the same. So I have no yeah. idea. But I do remember the giant fat ankle and yeah, running on ice as Nick Small did in our last episode is definitely bullshit hopefully we're out of that now oh do you know what we're coming up to the end of march into april now uh if you listen to this on tuesday and wednesday this week as this comes out brand new it's gonna be like 20 degrees people in the uk are gonna lose their minds yeah it's already getting too busy because people can't go away because obviously a lot of people would be going away for easter wouldn't they they'd be going off to to wherever um but because people can't everywhere is so 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 busy it's ridiculous. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah, that's why we've been planning to go on like little obscure places and like just find a tiny car park in the middle of nowhere and start a run from there rather than everywhere else. Because it, it, especially when it's going to be warm this week as well, people are going to go mental. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ian Thompson, who, though I won't reveal it here, has a very suspect email address that I've put in the notes for Amy. You agree, very suspect? Yeah, that's like quite a... It must have been hard to get that email address. He's so. had it for a while. He's obviously yeah, yeah, a specialist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he says, recovery runs are bullshit. We agree. Especially if you've run a marathon the day before. Still, I see people doing them. The point of recovery is to recover by resting. Oh. As for that isotonic beer at 0.5%, do fuck off. Having been handed a pint of alcohol-free Erdinger at the end of the Manchester Marathon, I was disappointed it wasn't the real thing. Fuck hydration, I wanted a real beer. Don't fob me off with this shit. Cheers, Ian. P.S. I recently reclaimed the local legend on a Strava segment near my house. The leader was on 27 attempts. I'm now on 44 as I alter every damn run to incorporate the segment. It's a race that nobody cares about, let alone the guy who was first. I doubt he even knows. (laughs) Okay, two things there. Firstly, Mm. thank you, Ian. I think you've justified me not doing these ridiculous runs. I'm nearly at the end of what will be the training for this ultra if, if if I do it. I think I'm just going to give up on this idea of trying to get up. Every Sunday, I get up and I think I must go out and do that quote-unquote recovery run. And every Sunday, I don't do it. So I'm just going to say, no, Ian said recovery is to recover by resting. Thank you, Ian. It's in writing. You've got it in writing. It's proof. Yeah, thank you. Physio Ian says recovery is to recover by resting. Thank you. Um, The other thing is my sort of issues with... um, alcohol-free alcohol stuff you know stuff that's meant to taste like alcohol but it's like alcohol free or really really low percentage i don't understand the point there's that gin isn't there that's not actually gin is it called seed lip or something like that and it's often if you go into a restaurant it's sometimes more expensive than the gin and it tastes bloody awful like it's horrible i don't i don't know why you'd pay for something that's meant to taste like gin but isn't actually gin. i don't understand I, i honestly don't get it like, or if you're having a cocktail and you're having, like, something that's meant to taste like something, but it's not quite... I just don't understand it. I don't understand the point. Yeah, like, a, a virgin cocktail, that's just a load of fruit juice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it. That's, that's fine. That's good. But I don't want to pay four quid for it. No, no, that's the thing. And they often pay the same, or sometimes even a bit more expensive than actual alcohol. It's like, it's okay. You can have a drink that isn't alcoholic. It doesn't have to be, oh, it's virgin this or this or that. Like... Nah. So yeah, I totally get you with the alcohol thing. I've been given those alcohol-free things at like uh, running events and races and stuff, like the beer ones. And I don't like beer anyway, and I definitely don't want a beer that's alcohol-free. <laughs> no. Uh, I also like the Strava segment. How I like how people are getting really petty about this. I got an email this week to say um, my local legend crown has been stolen. 
Didn't know I had one. I looked back and it is Tremorva Park Run, which I did once as part of my ultra, and someone else has now done it twice. So that's obviously a, a really big one. People are really going for that park run course. I still, I still need to see if I'm like top on the Strava segment for that run I did in Ireland about probably about three or four years ago now, where I got the top top of the segment list, Queen of the Mountain, whatever it's called, because I was only the second female to have ever run it. And I was extremely injured. And I think I did it in like a 14 minute mile because I was, I had, it's back when I had my knee injury. So I have to check if I'm still, uh, still top of the list there. Uh, you have two Queen of the Mountains, one from oh. 2018, one from 2017. Are they in Ireland? Yeah. Let's have a look. I'm zooming out, I'm zooming out. Now that one's in Wales somewhere. Oh. Where in Wales is that? Uh, you've got one in Cardiff, like right oh. near your house, in Cardiff Bay, which is probably a, let's face it, probably a GPS glitch. Yeah, it must be. It must and you've be. got another like kilometre up a hill just in the middle of nowhere. Is that, that might be Ireland. No, that's somewhere between like Neath and Aberdare. That's just nowhere. That's, I think what? it's the Avon Forest. <laughs> what? I don't think I've been there before. Well, you have, because you're, you're, the, you're the, uh, the leader. Oh, I have to. So somebody's taken my Queen of the Mountain in Ireland then? That middle yeah, of nowhere I'm afraid Ireland. So. Yeah, oh, I'm going to have to check where those are. Are they on the um, app? You can see those. Uh, it's on the website, but it's okay. on the app as well. I'm going to have to look where those are because I don't expect to be Queen of the Mountain anywhere. <laughs> well done, you've got two. Oh, that's quite impressive then. Well, there we go. I'm, I'm elite. <laughs> you are elite. That's more than me. Yep. <laughs> Amy is our queen. Uh, David Sinclair is next. <laughs> nearly spat those. Nearly a good spit take there. Hold on. <laughs> David Sinclair says, wow, story of the injured runner hit a nerve. We'll definitely take on that advice. For example, crossing a wide stream in freezing hailstones, ice cold water, up a mountain, no signal, and obligatory mention, Liz just knows I'm somewhere. Not great. Sorry to make the show sound useful. <laughs> Yeah, we like to be slightly useful sometimes. Yeah, Dave goes out and does all sorts. And I see him posting in all sorts of random places. So you probably need to, like, let someone know where you are, Dave, or download yeah, what just look words on, or something. <laughs> you can just look on his Instagram because there's a post every 20 minutes on there. So you'll you'll be fine. You'll, you'll have to find him. When he stops posting, you just look at where he last was on his story. And it's better than, what, you know, what three words, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is a lot more accurate. Yeah. So you can pay for this bullshit if you really want to by giving £2 a month at patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and you can stop anytime. You know, you don't have to carry on. It's okay. If you hate us that much, just stop giving us money. No mm-hmm. big deal. Not like we're doing this for free or anything. In return, we love you and sing your names on each episode. Uh, it's my turn again and I'm still on sports themes, although someone did suggest the chain, which is used for Formula One, which is definitely a banger. But a bit too random to sing along to. I've no idea how that would work. So keep famous sporting themes coming as suggestions. Or, I'll warn you, I'll move on to my next idea and you will all regret that. Oh, God. Back on a J, Stephal, Chris Whitmore, Len Martin, Lisa Gibbons, Sophie Jakes, Julia Page, Sam Wally, Anthony Howe, Kirk Hood, Rachel Bentley, Paul Hibbert, Liz Reese, Ruth KP, Simon Ross, Rich Scum, Brian Simpson, Ivor Hewitt, Maria Wicks, Matt Lee, Scott Kelwell, Nicky Genders. Matt H. Carl Fleming, Victoria Edith, Stuart Stevens, Elliot Lyon, Tim Penny Simpson, Jonathan Carter, Rob Smith, Amanda Murray, Hind, Moena, Bill and Clark, Gilmore, Matt Newbury, Ian Hales, Matt Jones, David Irwin, Hugh Phillips, Karen Hamilton, Victoria Knight Phillips, Angela Foster Wells, Matt Caffin, Gavin Thomas Nair, Charlie Everson. <sighs> How was this bit? 
What I love about these sporting things is you get to the bit that you know and that finishes, and then there's just a whole random middle bit. There's like a whole minute and a half of that section in the middle there that literally no one else has ever heard. So I just kind of rushed everything one in just to try and get them in there. We've all heard it now. But that was a great one. I like that one. Coming up is the National Running Show South. That's on the 17th and the 18th of June in Farnborough, which is Hampshire. And the Happy Runner has been in touch to offer you free tickets. Not you, Amy. I mean the oh. listener. I'm pointing, but they can't see that. But I mean the listener, oh. just so you're not confused. Okay. Um, these tickets are usually a tenner, and you can get one for free by entering the code THR at the checkout. That's capital letters, THR. The offer does run out at the end of the month, which is March 2021. So I'm sorry for those of you listening later, but it's your own fault for not being more loyal and listening as soon as this comes out. The checkout code is THR for the National Running Show South in Farnborough on the 17th and 18th of June, which we assume will go ahead. Um, I have checked the inbox a couple of times, Amy. Perhaps you want to see if they've come to you personally, but we haven't uh, been invited to speak yet for some reason. I mean, if they have come to me personally, I probably haven't seen it. I probably left them on red, so... Yeah. Who knows? We're not going to be speaking anytime soon. I'm very surprised, but maybe with perhaps, it... Perhaps they're waiting for like the, the running show West or something like that. Although, what I think it is, is we're such a big deal, they'd just be inundated. It'd be a security risk. There'd be too many people there. That's true, yeah. Offering free tickets as well, that would be, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, free tickets to come see us. That would be a bit of a, a recipe for disaster there. So. Yeah, you don't want to give this, this away for free. This is far too valuable. Exactly. Uh, on to your messages. We had a... An amazing message from Ian Deslow on Facebook. He says, so, my BS today, having a nice pleasant run when a doggy on a lead jumped at me as I ran past and sunk its toothies into, well, me unmentionables. Ran home after some choice words and questioning whether I'll ever have any other little Deslows. Quick self-examination, more choice words. Call to the wife, not sure what that was about as she was at work. Call to 111 as I have tears in my eyes and once again questioning life choices. Trip to A&E, fantastic job from Maidstone Hospital, the worst bikini wax, uh, even though he's not had too many experiences, uh, iodine is a bitch, a rabies jab, and some wicked wounds that for legal reasons I cannot share. Doggy's teeth are bullshit. That's mad. Oh, he actually he got bitten in the bollocks. A rabies jab. Is Ian Deslow in the UK? Do we have to yeah, have that I think, in the UK? I think, yeah, I think even yeah, any dog bites you. I think that's a standard kind of thing. Though actually, he did put in his original post. I think it was an autocorrect. It said a rabbi's jab, which is <laughs> a bit different. <laughs> a rabbi came and sort of <laughs> gave him a look over. You know, <laughs> gave him some words of wisdom. <laughs> So, yeah, being bitten in the bollocks by a dog is, oh, is bad. Actually, having to go to A&E cool. for that as well. Oh, God, that's crazy. Like, surely you know if you're, your dogs don't just randomly bite people. Surely that dog must have had issues, you know? That owner should be... Something yeah, that's, should happen, it's always it? owner. It's always the owner issues. Yeah, it should be on a bloody muzzle if it's going around biting people's bollocks. What's going on? Ugh. Yeah. Oh, sorry that happened to you, Ian. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you. I, I hope when that happened, while you were thinking I should call my wife an A and E, you're also thinking, how can I compose this message to my favourite podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's like side A and E waiting, like typing it out in his notes on his phone. <laughs> Oh dear. We also put out there on social media for your bullshit and you duly delivered. We got a few more 
things come up. Rachel Bulmore says, You asked if there's any of us out there. I'm back onto week four of Couch to 5K, which I finished last summer and stuck to running for another three weeks. But then my epilepsy and migraines got in the way and I reverted back to a reclusive couch potato. My BS with running this morning was someone whizzing past me from behind on an e-scooter and heckling me for running slow. At least I'm out there and running to make myself healthier. Oh my God, twats on e-scooters. I'm sorry, Rachel, I don't mean to sound like a Karen, but they are illegal. You shouldn't, unless you were running on a private road, they are actually illegal. You're supposed to be on a private road. Um, I think that's the only reason you can ride on a private road. So Yeah, I think that it's similar to segways, which are technically not yeah. legal on public well, paths and roads. Yeah, I was surprised because when they first started, when they first came out, I was like, oh, they're quite nifty. Like, I wouldn't mind one myself when I'm commuting to work and stuff. Um, but then around Christmas, the police released loads of information about it because obviously it was like a hot Christmas item saying that they're actually illegal and you can only ride them on, on private property, uh, your own private property, obviously, or, yeah. or ones we've had permission. So, Rachel, I'd be a total Karen about it and I'd report them to the police. <laughs> I've always thought that's the worst thing about electric and even petrol scooters. The worst thing about them is they actually look quite fun. They do, but so many people on them are knobs. I wouldn't worry, Rachel, I wouldn't worry about somebody shouting at you on an electric scooter they're knobs (laughs) they are they are uh ryan huntingdon said my fucking hoka clifton's giving me blisters running in them is like having really good sexy time that ends up giving me an std but i still go back ryan don't go back (laughs) oh that's a good review you should put it on their website (laughs) (laughs) like good sexy time that gives me an std but i go back yeah that's our next marketing campaign i think Ryan, don't go back. If you no, come on. No, oh, Ryan, I'm I'm a bit concerned for your personal life as well. To be honest, I think this yeah. is a cry for help. Anyway, moving swiftly on, Anthony Howe says, "Not bullshit at the minute is that I'm allowed out after COVID, but now have the worst toothache ever. Except it doesn't hurt when I run." Smiley face. What? <laughs> toothache doesn't hurt when you run. When I've had toothache, like moving of any kind has made it so much worse. Yeah, yeah, it's just excruciating, isn't it? How is toothache the worst thing? Oh. That's bad. So you've had, has Anthony emailed in before? Is he emailed in about COVID before? Have you had COVID? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. And now you've got two fake. That sucks. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. Sarah Marie Cooper says, my dad commenting on my donut run on Strava. Then again, the next week. And she's posted a screenshot here of her Strava called Donut Run, which I assume she's run to buy some donuts or just because it looks like a donut i'm not really sure um, but her dad has commented you'll have to run further than four miles to burn off those calories lol thanks dad really helpful thanks. yeah thanks for the support also i don't think it's technically true is it i think you'd probably burn off enough calories for a small donut if you're that interested in that sort of thing doing four miles but there we go depends how probably, fast but you're yeah. Really. But, yeah but great banter from dad though. yeah oh thanks. top bants top dad just jokes what just what you need a bit of uh bit of uh, shaming around your exercise and food love it top bants <laughs> especially when our dad is actually really good runner and is a lot faster than that <laughs> he's punching down there yeah <laughs> oh dear gabby Nea says gave me heart rash in heat march rash. heart rash heat, ra- heat rash <laughs> i was like what is heart rash <laughs> what gave it okay Gabby Nea says, gave me heat rash in March. I mean, are they planning to boil my feet by May? Heat rash, following the shape of the shoes, tongues, trail shoes, wet, muddy, heat rash does not compute. 
Uh, yeah, I had to ask her for a photo here, which she said was really bad. But then she sent the photo, and it's just like some feet with some little tiny red patches on. I'm assuming I think she's, she's she's talking about her shoes here. Then yeah, they've given her a heat rash. But I'm like, she, I think she's been a bit dramatic because, frankly, this picture is fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, is that what it can shoes called heat cause heat rash? I had no idea. Right. I guess so. If they're perhaps if they're rubbing against the, the mm. socks or something like that. But the fact that yeah, her trail shoes were wet and muddy, and she got heat rash from it, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. Yeah. But it doesn't look that bad, frankly. I don't know what you complained about. Oh, it's fine. Get on with it. <laughs> um, at Afer underscore Tum says, I was off running for eight weeks with a painful and dodgy knee. Went to see a sports massage student who gave me an amazing massage and tips for my knee. Started running again and three runs back, I tripped over a branch in the forest and sprained my good ankle. Yeah, almost certainly the sports massage student's fault that you should yeah. definitely demand your money back. Definitely. Yeah, it made you feel overconfident. <laughs> And um, we've got another message now on a, on a similar theme. At Faye Martin says that she started physio for perineal and Achilles tendonitis in August. Thankfully got that sorted, but in the meantime, picked up another random injury on the outside of my other foot. Currently waiting on specialist appointments to get to the bottom of it. So I haven't run for four months. That sucks. I, it's always the way. If you get like a quite bad injury, especially stuff like tendonitis, you'll get injuries elsewhere because of how you're running or even walking or like sitting and stuff to avoid pain. Yeah, I had to put so. these two together. Just like people getting over an injury, like, yeah, I can run again. And then you get another one oh. somewhere completely different. Yeah. When I was recovering from my knee injury, it was constantly my ankles. And I think it was just the way I was running. I wasn't running evenly on both legs you know because I was sort of subconsciously trying to protect my knee even when it started feeling a lot better so I'd always get loads of weird ankle problems and stuff and hip problems so yeah it sucks when we were asking for random bits of bullshit um at Pete Tomlin said just the endless shoe posts on the UK trail run Facebook page people fucking love talking about shoes don't they yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I just, I can't, cannot get it. I think because there's some new fucking magic trail shoes with like graphene in them and a carbon plate. And I've just seen like, it's a, I saw a good video of people like with their, these super ridiculous bouncy shoes are throwing them at the floor and they bounce up just as high. But then there was a guy doing it on the trail who just threw it at the floor and landed in a mud puddle. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't work for trail running as much. I don't get people who are constantly on the lookout for different brands and different styles of shoes. Like, if I find a good brand of shoe and a good model, brand and model of shoe that fit really nice, that don't seem to cause any injury, that are comfortable, I just stick to that shoe. I just keep buying the same pair because it ain't yeah. broke, so I'm not going to fix it. Do you know what I mean? And they upgrade the models and stuff. And if they upgrade the model in a way I don't like, I'll then move on to a different shoe. But I haven't got loads and loads of different shoes. I don't. I know some people do, but I don't really get it, to be honest. I get having different shoes for different workouts and like trail or whatever. But even then, I have one pair of shoes. Yeah, but just because you like the shoes, yeah, I do find that a little strange. Yeah, I have one pair of shoes for road and I have one pair of shoes for trail. And then when they wear out, I buy another pair. Yeah, it's not That's hard. It. What I keep getting on Twitter recently is, that, you know, on like the Explore and the little magnify glass mm. thing. One of the stories that always comes up on there like every week is like, oh, these new um, trainers have dropped on the Nike app. I'm like, That's not news. <laughs> a shoe company selling shoes is not news. No. Fucking hell. At Runny Lifty Stuff says, it's either the bulging disc in my back or having just turned 40, but I run like I'm constantly battling a headwind and my legs are tied together just above the knee. Most likely a combo of both though, fucking old age. Old age? The boy's not old age, is it? <laughs> oh, something to look forward to there for all of us. Oh God. When did 40, isn't 40s like, 
that's not even middle age now. If we're all going to live to like our nineties, hopefully, oh, you know. Goodness. Don't say terrible <laughs> things like that. <laughs> but yeah, oh. it's possibly to do with the bulging disc. That sounds very unpleasant. Yeah, get that sorted. Oh, and forty isn't old age. Don't say that. <laughs> right. <clears throat> It's the bullshit running news, the bullshit running, the bullshit running news, the bullshit running, it's the bullshit running news. Bullshit running, the bullshit running news. So one of the most bullshit races in the world, the Barkley Marathons, which we have spoken about lots of times in this podcast, has just defeated all runners for the third year in a row, which is crazy. So we've spoken about it briefly. Um... But yeah, often it will have years where no one can complete it just because it's so bloody difficult and ridiculous. Um, if you still haven't seen it, check out the documentary. I believe it's still on Netflix. So, you know, ask for your mate, ask for your mum's, ask for your aunt's password somehow. Get get watching it. It's a really good documentary. Um, I believe as well there's a few good sort of short documentary style videos on YouTube. We just searched like Barkley Marathons. Oh, yeah. mm. Some ultra runners on YouTube have made some really high quality like short films on it. So well worth checking out. It's a fascinating race. Um, so only two runners complete the second loop after heavy rain and a 3am start ruined pretty much everyone's uh, race straight away that's crazy so only two loops were done <laughs> in total yeah. did they yeah no one finished the third loop because oh. it just the, the the weather was so bad isn't it five loops the whole race yeah yeah because it's it's one clockwise one like alternate and then the last loop the fifth loop the, the fastest person can pick which way they go and then the other people go alternate yeah. routes yeah it's, it's weird mad rules but like the yeah. the two guys that like did it first they got around the first loop in like 10 and a half hours mm. and the first loop is like well we, no one really knows it's like 20 25 miles and whenever i see that i think it took 10 hours to do 20 miles come on it can't be that hard but it just obviously like these are the best ultra runners in the world yeah. and it's taken them 10 and a half hours to do 20 25 miles the which is, is the, the terrain and the navigation is just so hard and the route changes every year so you can't like yeah. go and, and i think it's on private land as well so you can't like go and wreck it or anything like that so i it, a lot of different factors are in there to, to which sort of predict whether anyone's going to win so obviously one thing you can't predict is weather but the other thing is the route i think some years some routes are much much harder than others but i've got a feeling because there's if you watch the documentary you'll see if you complete so many loops um you complete what's called the fun run i've got a feeling uh, that it's three loops I don't yeah think... that was it yeah no one completed the fun run yeah it was. which is madness so yeah it's a hard race <laughs> yeah uh, there's also been a lot of coverage recently of the Olympic marathon trials. And while it has been great to see some competitive running back, uh, we have been focused on someone who didn't run it at all. Johnny Meller ran 2.10.38 at London and may have expected to qualify for the Olympics, but he was ruled out of the trial race because of his calf compression sleeves. What? In a wonderfully running his bullshit story, he ran a 24-mile training run and then decided to sleep in his compression sleeves to help his calves, which felt a little tight. Now, somehow they must have like rolled down in the night and I think they rolled up and were too tight and left a bit of an indent in his leg. This apparently gave him gout around his Achilles tendon. And that's usually caused by bad diet and alcohol. And But because he's not like a member of the House of Lords or, you know, a, a medieval king, <laughs> it seems uh, the something like uric acid builds up around joints. And he had an MRI and a blood test, which confirmed it. And he's had to step down his training and miss one of the biggest races of his life. Oh, that's awful. Oh, but what a random injury. I know. 
getting gout from a compression sleeve. Not only is it shit in the fact he can't do the biggest race of his life, but gout is meant to be incredibly painful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's also very funny. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, Johnny, if you're a listener, but it oh. is quite funny. That's awful. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We've got a bit of TikTok news for you now. Do you use TikTok? No, I'm 30. Oh, mate. I I was just about to say how old I was and I forgot. I'm 36. I don't use TikTok. Yeah, this is the thing. I think when you get into your 30s, like I am 30, you're not supposed to, but I do use TikTok. I feel a bit weird using it sometimes, but it is incredibly addictive. I Um, just see the good videos that people put on Twitter. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of crap, but there's also a lot of fairly good stuff on there anyway. So a a viral TikTok video has apparently taught loads of runners how to breathe. Oh, God. Francisca Schubel? Schubel? Sure. Francisca Schubel, who is described by Runners World as an athlete and influencer, oh God, um, posted the short video of her running in slow motion with some text saying, breathe in for two strides and out for two. So three million people have watched that video of like a few seconds and I just kind of don't get it because I've never understood people having difficulty breathing while running because I understand obviously you get out of breath when you run, but it's just breathing. I, it's just it's just because it's something I've never experienced. It's never anything I've had difficulty with. And I don't understand people coming up with strategies to make their breathing better. Especially when it's like breathe in for two strides and out for two. That sounds like the most basic thing I would have done if I was coming up with some way to combat that. I just don't really understand this at all. There's like two things here. Firstly, I've heard that before. I don't think it's revolutionary. I've heard that advice before probably from a PE teacher at some point in my life even though I didn't really do PE Um, but also doesn't that depend on lots of things like your cadence and so on like some people's two strides will be you know what I've heard is and I understand when you first start running some people may have difficulty breathing if so you're going too fast you know you should always run at a point where you can actually breathe Um, and the second thing I've heard is because I tend to breathe a lot like through my mouth even though I'm not really out of breath I just find it easier and I've heard the best advice is just breathe in a way that's easy for you to breathe. If it means breathing yeah, just through your breathe. mouth, if it means breathing through your nose, just breathe yeah. in a way that's, that's easiest for you to breathe. Don't worry too much about it. Don't worry about the timings, all those sorts of things. If you're short of breath, you're going too fast, slow it down. Yeah. That's it. There's not, you know, I don't understand but, it. And this video as well is just like some shit music being played over a woman running in slow motion for about six seconds with text that says, try breathing in it for two strides and out for two strides. And like, this is a huge thing, and we're talking about fucking something on TikTok for it. It's just bizarre. You know, TikTok I, is a weird place. Oh, you know what? I do live on TikTok. I follow this one person who's quite a popular influencer, but she's one of those sort of inspiration, you know, inspo oh, sort of no. accounts. And God. every morning she gets up at 4 a.m. and she just like, and every morning she does an ab workout and then she runs four miles. And she's always like, she. If, if people watch a lot of TikTok, you probably know who I'm talking about, but she's she's American, obviously. It's like, I woke up at 4 a.m., I did my ab workout, then I ran four miles at a 7.20 pace. And it's a, it's like four miles at a 7.20 pace every morning. I'm like, what for? Why? Is it the same loop at the same pace? Yeah, it's the same That's amount. So of, like, boring. She never, she never runs more than that. She never runs less. And sometimes she goes, and I ran it at a 7.16 pace, which I'm really happy with. I'm like... 
Oh my god! Every morning she's getting up at like four a.m. and doing the same run and the same like and she does her ab workout beforehand. I'm just like, this is too much, man. Oh, that's Crazy. just so boring. Oh, but before that, she, which I don't understand, she does her skincare routine. I get up, I wash oh. my face, and do. Like, why are you like? Literally, I I get up if I'm getting up at like six a.m. or something. I like roll out of bed, have a shit, put my running kit on, and go out the door. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's my morning routine. Oh, I, I would follow your TikTok. <laughs> If that's the thing you don't I woke up, had a shit. <laughs> and you should just post that every day. Yeah. I just go up, it's five o'clock, I've had a shit, I'm off for a run. Yeah, <laughs> I woke up, had a shit. Don't fancy a run today though, so I'm going to sit on the sofa and eat some biscuits, you know. Um, honestly, Amy, you're an influencer. I am. I, you know what, I think that's far more inspiring. If somebody was posting that, I'd be like, yeah, that, that's a lifestyle I can get on board with. You would inspire me to sit on the sofa and eat biscuits more yeah. than she would inspire me to do an ab workout at 4am. Yeah, definitely. That makes you more inspirational because you would change more behaviour. Exactly, exactly. Um, on a slightly more serious and depressing note, and but still in the world of TikTok. Um, so another viral TikTok video has been posted by, and I'm not sure of her actual name, but R-X-0-R-C-I-S-T. That's I guess name. Exorcist. Yeah, that's what I thought, Exorcist. Yeah, but or if anyone exorcist. wants to find the video, that's um, the spelling for it. So she posted a video speaking out about how many precautions women have to take when they go out running. And this is, and she mentioned Sarah Everard on... Um, in the video so this is the direct response to that and she talks about you know having to carry id um pepper spray because hashtag america um and just but it's just things like making sure her gps is on so people know where the where she is and having one airpod in and i think you know a lot of those are precautions that probably a lot of people take just standard normal stuff yeah 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 but she's making a point that um as a woman she perhaps feels a bit more vulnerable for obvious reasons you know but what the video itself I thought was like fair enough and I'm sure a lot of women and men but especially a lot of women watching it could probably relate to it of having to do certain things um when they go out for a run but the response from men was like so awful there were so many comments saying things like well you're ugly so you won't be assaulted anyway it's like what or like telling her to like carry a gun and stuff it's just like absolutely so depressing um but there is a positive side. If you follow her on TikTok, she started, when she gets these really awful um, comments from men, she's like become a bit of a internet sleuth where she can sort of track down from looking at the information they provide on their TikTok, uh, track down things like their Facebook. And she's been messaging like yes. their, their like wife or their uh, parents or whatever with yes. screenshots of the messages. I'm like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> that is the content that I want. Because yeah. I know people like when they get abuse and things on social media, they'll repost it, but they'll blank the names out. I think mm. don't blank no. the names out. No. And some of these people are posting such disgusting things, but they work in quite professional jobs. So mm. she's been like messaging the places where they work saying, oh, did you know that this person's sending me threats where they're saying they're going to come and sexually assault me? You know, it's like, because that's how severe some of them are. We aren't, we're not just talking about the odd person saying, oh, you know, you're ugly or whatever. But some of them are very, very very like threats basically to come out and assault her and murder and all these things so yeah send it to their work (laughs) get get on fired (laughs) and finally uh to finish on a slightly more positive note a medical student tried running for 30 days and amy you'll never believe it this is a huge news story it turns out he liked it and will carry on running oh all right that's the story yeah how do these things become stories that's what i don't understand if someone's gone hello runner's world oh have i got a story for you like how has someone said, 
I did running for 30 days. And again, that thing of, I'm not, I've never run before, but I'm going to run 30 days in a row. For a start, stupid way to start running. And then why is that a new story? Was it in Runner's World? Yes. Yeah. Because someone made a video and so Runner's World just reported on a video of someone running and said, oh, they didn't run before, but now they did and now they liked it. It's funny though, because I'm sure there's lots of people who start running, which I've spoken to and absolutely fucking hate it and they don't carry on. Yeah. Like some people, some people take up a hobby and like it. Some people take up a hobby and don't like it, so go and do something else. Yeah, amazing news. And so you're, but just like to tell runners that already run that a new person started running and liked it just doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was thinking this the other day of like the way that people start running and get into just like normal running, you know, like as just a normal runner, and then they decide to write a book about it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just wonder how you go from that. I'm having an experience here and I think it's good enough to put in a book because I know we do a podcast and we just talk about <laughs> ourselves running, but that's a bit different because it's just like something we can just throw out there and if people don't have to listen to it or interact with it. And we have lots of contributions, book, yeah. Yeah, but a book seems different because you actually have to convince someone it's worthy of printing and making and producing and paying for. Yeah. And I, I just kind of wonder, I always just, yeah, I just find it interesting what that point is where you're having a fairly you know forgive me standard experience that lots of runners have you think i'm gonna put this in a book i've got an angle on this that can make it interesting there's some amazing running books out there like really amazing and really recommend but there's so many and some of them are just absolute shit yeah yeah so Stuart, what have you got coming up next uh, I've still got some silly long runs in mind for the end of April or beginning of May, but obviously everything always hurts, so I don't know if that's going to work. Um, I'm going to try and get off my ass and do some actual longer runs to build it up a bit. Mm. But that's as far as I'm going to go yeah. at the moment. Well, at least you can travel around. You can go to different places. I mean, that's got to be That's the plan. plan. Yeah, and yeah. get my doctor to pull me around, which makes it much easier. Uh, yeah. Anything for you? Well, maybe the Battle of Brampton Valley Way. That will be literally... Four in, weeks. Uh, f- is it four weeks away? I think so. Oh, I'm not so bad with my training. I want it to have like a tapering week. This is the thing on the plan I'm following. There's not like a week where like you do a fairly long run the week before the race. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I've, I've got oh, enough oh, time. Sorry, Amy, bad news. Three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're, you're tapering now. There we go. I might not even go ahead. <laughs> As in, like, well, I think it is going to go ahead. I, I might not even you be able to get best, there. Best start tapering now, just in case. <laughs> I've been tapering since, like, three years ago, so it's fine. Um, but, no, in all seriousness, I have got some long runs. Hopefully go out for my long run tomorrow in the sun. And a 20-mile run next week, which will be interesting. I'm planning on going up the Taft Trail, like, going all, all the way up and getting someone to pick me up on the way home. So, because that's the thing about out and backs. Like... Last week when I did an out and back, I normally like them, but when you're running that far, it's just a bit, that point where you turn around, it's just a bit depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking, oh, I've run like nine miles out and now I've got to run nine miles back. I don't really yeah. want to do it. I'd rather get the train somewhere and run home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what I might do. Um, so yeah, I'm quite looking forward to exploring more of the Taft Trail because I haven't really been that far up. To go 20 miles up would be really cool. Um, and that's it. I'm going to try not to get lost because last time, on my run up the Taft Trail, I nearly got a bit lost, but it's been fairly straightforward because I only did seven miles out and seven miles back, so I was quite within the realms of Cardiff. And also, it's a signposted path next to a river, so yeah. But there are bits like the Welsh Coastal Path. There are bits where it goes off a bit. I remember doing like a run up to Caffilly, and there was some confusing bits around there. 
There are some shit bits of it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, and it's me, okay? I managed to get lost in Leckworth yes, Woods, true. let alone bloody on a marked trail. So, yeah. That is true. We'll see. Okay. Content. Um, well, <laughs> well, please, everyone, keep the bullshit coming. Check us out on social media. And if you've enjoyed this, you can head to runningisbs.com to see the show notes and all the links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, our merch store, and our social media. Keep it coming. We want to know your bullshit. Bye. If you don't like dogs... Fuck off. <laughs>